Today's episode is sponsored by Ava. Stop missing hot leads when you're out with a client or spending time with friends and family. Ava is a professional inside sales team and will respond to and nurture leads 24-7. And you step back in when the leads are ready to talk to an agent. Visit reraw.com forward slash Ava to learn more. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash A-I-V-A. Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. What's happening out there, Reraw Nation? Of course, your host. Well, you knew that from the intro, but whatever. We're here on a Friday, Friday fun day. We're having a little ramble session. Brought Anthony Pirro back from the Big Bad Bank. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Here we Thanks go. Thanks for having me here. Oh, man. Always a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. So we, uh, we're we here on another Friday Ramble session. Don't forget to head over to reraw.com. That's R-E-R-A-W. If you can't remember it, think reraw. Or no, don't think reraw. Well, think reraw, but think real estate raw. Crunch it together. It stands for reraw and uh, or it spells reraw, whatever it is. And uh, you can check out all of our show notes, all the stuff, the tools, the tips, the tricks, all that right there in the show notes. And uh, don't be afraid to throw your email in there so I can harass you on an appropriate level. Uh, on a weekly basis and just kind of keep up with you on what's going on in the real estate world. So enough of that. We're jumping into a ramble. We got Anthony here to drop some bombs on us or ramble about whatever the hell we want today. How's it going, man? Oh, man, I got no complaints. That's good. I, You know, I'm tired of people complaining. Let's just start with that. I'm tired of the freaking complaining that goes on in the world about, you know, the woe is me. I deserved this. How about the, I was troll, I troll, sometimes I troll social media. I'm the silent troll, by the way. I'm like the troll that lives under the bridge but doesn't come out, and I just kind of like quietly sit there and, and listen to people bitch as they walk across the top. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I'm tired of the complainers, man, the, enti- the entitlement. You got a handful of gimme and a mouthful of much obliged. I don't know why. I don't get it either, man. I don't get it either. So I, I know it's ramble. It's like unformatted, kind of like not structured, but I had a, I wanted to like toss something at you. I wanted to talk about – because I, I, was, I was reflecting back on our interview – and I was thinking to myself, you know, I think I missed an opportunity with you. Okay. So I, at, at the risk of sounding like an interview, but <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to jump into this and we can kind of ramble about it. I wanted to talk about kind of like your darkest moment or maybe like a really hard time in the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're on the lending side, but we're, we all share in the, the passion for real estate. I wanted to talk about your darkest moment and what was going on in your brain and your life surrounding that um in the mortgage industry outside of it or just in general or i mean i guess i'll let you interpret because we're rambling bro oh man but let's tie let's tie some business into it no um, no yeah and uh, the reason i say that is because i know there's a lot of people out there that think that they're the only ones going through some struggles and so i think it's nice to hear that like they're human you know like everyone goes through their shit yeah um Told you I was going to catch you, bro. Yeah, no, you, you did. You hit me with a good left hook. I'm like, oh, shit, how do I respond to that? Um, so I'm going to go off on a tangent as well because uh, – and then you and I will talk as far as publishing it. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, darkest moments as far as it, as far as in the mortgage industry, I got to say, you know, um, starting out in the mortgage industry, there's a a very big learning curve. You know, you you start from mm-hmm. ground zero and you don't have anything to fall back on or know where to get business and um, you know, like I said in in the interview, is that consistency is the only thing that I, that has ever semi guaranteed me anything. You know, you're yeah. in, you're a realtor, we're 100 percent commission. There's no base. There's no um, uh, safe haven of income. Yep. And uh, consistency was really the only thing that that got me that. Um, 2013 and 14, you know, being at a mom and pop broker shop of three people and. Oh, you were with a little buddy. Oh yeah, no, yeah. We, I was, uh, I was one of three, and two were doing reverse mortgages. I was, I was the only one doing forwards. Wow. Um, what they called forwards. So I set up their entire wholesale division. I got appointed with Quicken Loans, uh, uh, Stearns Lending, Greenlight, uh, New Pen. So I was managing at 24 years old. I was managing their one person wholesale division. Okay. So I had to go and get these these appointments, and then I had to figure out how to get business. Um, the only thing going – it's so funny. I was 24 years old, 25 years old, going back to what I learned at 15 is make sales calls. Right. Four to eight o'clock, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1, Saturday. You make sales calls. If you called that person at 5 and they didn't answer, call them again at 6. Mm-hmm. They didn't answer at six. Call them again at six forty-five. Yeah, you make 200, 300 phone calls a day. Um, Whoa, a day? A day. Okay, hang on. I'm jumping in for a minute. I get people that are making fifty or sixty calls in a day, and they're feeling pretty about themselves. And when I say a day, I'm talking like they painfully make like ten or fifteen calls an hour. You know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, it's, I talked to fifteen people. No, you made fifteen calls. You talked to one person. You suck. Like. And, and by the way, let me ask you this. Are you making those calls on a dialer or are you dialing? No, no. Fortunately, I did have a uh, click-to-dial system. Okay. All right. I, I admit that. However. Cheap bastard. No, yeah, my, I still have my fingers. Yes, that's true. No, I'm <laughs> No, that's cool, man. All right, so keep going. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, yeah, not a, at all. That's but, a lot of calls. That's a volume game. But that's 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 what it takes to survive when you're in a. Um, at that point, it was uh, January 2014. Yep. It was the highest rates had been until today, which is now uh, April 28th, 2018. Uh, the 10-year Treasury hit three percent. Um, nobody knew what to do. A lot of people don't um, have been used to a low interest rate environment on the mortgage side, so they just know how to sell. Oh, you're going to four to three and a half. Do you want it? Yes or no. But they don't know how to to sell benefit. But that's not what this is about. It, it's really about. It takes the desire to willing to keep going. If you keep making those phone calls, oh, I made eighty phone calls, nobody answered. Okay, make eighty more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I talked to somebody, they're not interested. Great, the next person will be. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to get you business. Yeah. You if you quit, go ahead and quit. But then how are you going to get paid? How are you going to find the next seller? How are you going to find the next buyer? For me, how am I going to find the next person who wants to pay off 80000 in credit to card debt? How yeah. am I going to find the next person who wants to buy their first, second, or third home? The Absolutely. only thing is, is what I'm in, in control of is my activity. 
sales calls or meeting with clients. Um, that was twenty. That was twenty uh, thirteen and fourteen for me. That was those were really 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 tough years. Um, now now so, let's yeah. let's talk about um, you know business wise that's tough and obviously when when business is tough there can be some personal sacrifice in there. So is there anything? How is your business at that time and how is the struggle in business and the toughness of business? How is that impacting your personal life? And then how is how is your personal life during that time? Uh, impacting your business, uh, um, I feel like everything in life is is, <laughs> is a a choice. It's a consequence. Um, I chose to work, so I worked, t- you know, eight a.m. to eight p.m. Okay, um, putting the time in twelve hour clock at least. I needed to make money. I didn't. I didn't have you know rich dad, poor dad who were going to pay take care of me. I didn't have right. You know, I had to make money. I didn't have choice. I lost. You know, you make sacrifices. Some friendships deteriorate, some don't. But the, at the end of the day, that's the, the, those are just the the consequences that come with your decisions. Right. You know, we have a choice every day to to brush your teeth or not. We have a choice to go to work or not. It's just a matter of what consequence do you want to deal with? Do you want to deal with you know not being able to pay your bills, or do you want to make the sacrifice to go work for twelve hours to be able to? Everything is a choice. Absolutely. Yeah, you know everything is a choice, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tail off of that and spin into something that that's coming to mind. Going back to our entitlement discussion, um, every, everything's a choice. I mean, our our family, our friends, the, our, our sphere, like they have choices too. They have a choice to uh, to work with us. They have a choice to work with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like there's a lot of I as I'm trolling on social media, I see a ton of animosity out there about you know well you know my best friend you know, didn't use me on this deal and fuck them and whatever. And then you, you see like there's 700 comments and two <laughs> of them are like, well, you know, did you earn it? And the rest of them are like, well, fuck them. I guess they're not your friend, you know, mm-hmm. screw them. Never talk to them again. And I, I feel like I'm one of those two of the 700 who are like, well, did you earn the business? Like, I, you know, I sold my folks house last year and I mean, I, I asked for the interview, you know, and, and P.S. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and say, it, absolutely they were hiring me because they wanted to support their son that's great but my mind told me i'm interviewing for that job and i'm i want to show them the value like I still any other them, transaction yeah my strategic plan my everything that i'm going to do here's my marketing here's all the stuff and uh you know I, in hindsight i probably should charge them like 18 percent. but anyway <laughs> uh, no but you know what i mean I, the entitlement that we deserve the business from certain people. I mean, I spent a couple hours on the phone with a friend who, uh, who I, I say a friend, they were friends in high school. They, they kind of, we became Facebook friends, some more acquaintances and they'd called. We, we had a couple of conversations, probably totaled an hour, two hours worth of time. And, you know, Hey, come see my house. Let's get stuff dialed in. We want to get it on the market in the next little while, you know, weigh the pros and cons of, you know, selling before you buy or being, you know, being contingent, playing that game all at once, like whatever, right? And doing concurrent closes and fuck, I didn't get the deal. I, I they, they ended up listing with somebody else who, who does literally, I don't know, about 17% of my business is what I, <laughs> is what I think it came out to. But, but you know what? Like I, I was pissed about it because I, I was like, motherfucker, like you know, but I really look back and I go, well, what could I have done differently? And even if there's nothing I could have done differently, did I really deserve the business? And the answer is no. Nobody owes me shit. Yeah. The, the mindset of it's it's actually it's so funny to me how freeing this statement is 
to me is the world doesn't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. And when you start getting into that, that mental place of nobody owes me anything, that agent that I have a good relationship with, that loan officer that I've given business to, that title rep that nobody owes me anything. Mm-hmm. How freeing is that? It, because it takes away the victimization. Absolutely. All of a sudden you're like, I, I'm not woe is me. Right. And, and that's, I think, a very rare thing nowadays. Yeah. And you know what, though? It doesn't have to be. It's it, so I, I want to go. I'm going to go down this path of mindset. You know, when I I think I talked about, I forget if I talked about this or not in a previous episode. But as you always hear from me, I, I retell my stories 800 times. So, you know, I was in a pretty dark place in let me think when it was 2016, and my my business was fine, um, but mentally I was in just a shithole. The the brokerage I was working at is a successful brokerage. I learned a ton from them. And, and to this day, I attribute a lot of my foundational um, knowledge in real estate to what they provided. And their structure was changing. And as my structure evolved and changed, we, we, we grew apart. And eventually, it led to my departure. But during the time, there was, a, there was a transition period where it was like, it was probably a good six months where I was like, am I going to stay? Am I going to go? And it was like, shit or get off the pot, but I didn't mm-hmm. really want to. And, and I chose to live in this negative space. And man, it just takes you down. Yeah. It just takes you down. So at the end of 2016, I had made a commitment on my birthday. My birthday is in December. And I look at my birthday as like my own personal New Year's. And I was like, you know what? This gives me a chance, especially in December, to get like a few weeks ahead of everybody else in the fucking resolution. It's my little <laughs> F you to the world, right? It's cool little, cool little setup. Yeah, it's kind of fun, right? So mentally, it's kind of a fun game. So we talk about mindset and mentality. Like, it's kind of a fun little thing. Then the passing of the new year doesn't, it doesn't, it's just more of like a, ah, cool. It's, yeah, you know, you're ready for now it. Now I write the next number. Who gives a shit? Like, I'm already here. But what's nice is, is like, I decided to adopt this idea of like, a, of a word goal. In fact, I think I talk about it in one of my sales meetings, but we'll do a deeper dive right now. And, and the word goal is more like a target. It's like something I stare at every day. So I picked a word and I was like, you know, man, I got to, I don't know what the fuck it is. My mindset. I got to change my mindset. Mm-hmm. That must that must be what it is. And so I made this commitment to change. I left the brokerage. I went to a different place. I surrounded myself with new people in a different environment. And <clears throat> in the end, what it, what it really accounted for is me changing my mindset. Me surrounding myself with what I wanted to be mm-hmm. and getting and drop, like cut the fat. And, dude, there's a... In fact, I'm going to see if I have it. Hang on. Um, There is a legitimate quote. Hang on a sec. I'm going to pull it right out of here. Guys, he has it right here. I legitimately do. So I'm reading from The Tribe of Mentors and Timothy Ferris. And I think I actually said this on another on another episode as well but it's so powerful in this moment i'm going to read it again from richa chada who is she is an award-winning indian actress who works in hindi films and she says i've become better at saying no to things and people including friends and family that drain my energy this isn't easy especially if you are a people pleaser but when I'm straightforward and sincere about my needs, I find that no one is offended when I say no. Those who are offended perhaps don't value my needs. I like that. 
And, it, you know, I started saying no to negativity and I shifted my mindset. So mindset is, is the biggest fucking game. And if you can get past this sense of entitlement, this sense of the world owes me and start getting into the, I'm going to surround myself with success and greatness and amazing shit. Like, it's unbelievable how, like when I, when I picked mindset as my word, I went to that Thrive Conference I think I told you about in another yep. session. Dude, there must have been, of the 26 speakers, there must have been at least 50% of them that used the word mindset in their speech. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I am a fucking genius. <laughs> I thought of this on my own. Yes. Like nobody told me mindset. But successful people think that way. So the question I have is, are you thinking like a successful person? You know? Anyway, I don't even fucking know how we got. No, but you know that, that. But that I think that separates the difference between the 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 you know uh, woe is me or the um, immobile people for a yeah. non derogatory term versus the action takers. Yeah, the mindset of I'm not going to let this stop me, or I am going to go out and accomplish what I set out to do, is the difference t- between oh I can't do that or. So this is stopping me X, Y, Z between you and all your family members. And I think we talked about this in a, in a passive conversation at board and brew one day. Um, you've got what, like 19. Yeah. I'm, uh, my, my pops is uh, one of seven. I'm one of 22 cousins and okay. most of us are in the mortgage industry. Okay. So, uh, so this is, it's actually really interesting. You're here when we're talking about mindset, because I'm curious to know, I mean, literally every single person that you have in your life has to be known by at least one other person in your family. Oh, I mean, yeah, our network's pretty uh, established. All right, so with that in mind, you guys, I mean, literally, you could have family feud, like, (laughs) fuck this shit beyond belief about, about who gets to serve that person because well th- that's bullshit i've known this since before you were born you're like yeah but you haven't talked to him in seven years you piece of crap like whatever and like oh yeah, we just went to lunch and that was the best sandwich i ever had like they even put you know pineapple on their pizza we had a connection you hey know? Like, those are my people pineapple on pizza are my people that's your fucking problem but anyway okay no but the uh but i guess the thing is like how, like, how do you guys get past that? Because you must think like, man, this person in some sense, like I know them as well as my my cousin or my brother or my mom or my dad. Like how, who gets to have that and who deserves the business? That's, I think it's a fair understanding as far as that, you know, the customer always chooses what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. that does, that has arise from time to time. I wouldn't say it's like a every day or monthly. Of occurrence. course not. But it, it definitely does happen. Um, in addition, though, it's 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 the fair understanding that there's plenty of business to go around when you're doing the right things. You know, and, and I love – so I love what you said. The customer picks – I mean, the customer picks. Hey, they're, they're always right. I, I mean, yeah, and you know what? We live in a world now where they're not, unfortunately. <laughs> And they're not because we all feel There like, are times I want to elbow them, but you know, that's a different I mean, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think the I think what's important to note is that you know, like if you had to build your business from the ground up and you're relying on only your sphere, then maybe rethink it. Right? Like like I so the brokerage that I started at is a mom and pop 
and they're very well respected in the area. They do a ton of business, and I literally went to high school with the broker. Like, I went to seventh grade, eighth grade, all through high school. Like, that's cool. I mean, like, the whole thing. Every possible connection that I have also knows them. And, it, like, that, that went through that. My lo- nice. Let me call it my lowest hanging fruit. Okay? My literal sphere all knows who they are. I lose business to them all the time. But the interesting part is I'm very empowered by the clientele that I have. Because I didn't actually rely on my sphere to build everything I got. And I think I think you and I talked about this in a previous session where it's like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You got I think you said you got four buckets and you know Yeah, you gotta, my business plan is the four buckets of origination. Yeah, the four so four buckets of origination. So like you might have your sphere, right? But then you've got three other things that mm-hmm. that that feed that. And you know, if you in your situation you have a lot of crossover. Yep. And and you and you leverage you leverage that as much as you can, but at the end of the day, you, it's you're almost forced to be creative. Yeah, you, well, you have to be. So now, let so so now, perfect segue into something I wasn't planning on talking about. How do you get creative? How do you play that game? It's real simple. Solve solve problems. Okay. Be the solution to to other people's problems. Um, you know, I I previously said is uh, a referral partner of mine that gives me a lot of business is a commercial banker. They don't do residential mortgages. Interesting. They, you know what? Not a lot of people think of, um, uh, not a lot of mortgage officers pursue that. And please don't do that, anyone who's listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not in Orange County. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I think. But no, I mean, that that's just something that um, made me be creative is, okay, these commercial guys don't want to do residential mortgage. Well, then I'll, I'll be more than happy to help. Um, you know, like I said, in addition, divorce attorneys. They 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 actually come across a lot more perspectives than you think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or, excuse me, prospects. That's what I meant. So that's interesting. So, but being creative and finding the solutions to the is um, finding a solution is ultimately the foundation of of my situation. You know, my grandpa who is uh, who's ninety eight. God love him. Um, Damn. Yeah, man, good run. He turned, <laughs> he turned 98 on the 4th of, of uh, April, actually. And, nice. Uh, my grandma's 95. Just You I, got a long way to go, James. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> my, mom, my mom's side did okay, but not that good. And I'm kind of like, ooh, I look a little more like that side. And I'm going, shit, I, time could be limited, James. Live it up. But uh, <laughs> no, I... Um, but, you know, my grandpa said something interesting. And, and, and just so you know about my grandfather, so... He, you know, he flew B-24s in World War II. The man is nice. like, he's insane. Um, he's He's got amazing stories. He's in the, in probably one of the generations that's dying right now that has some of the most unbelievable stories you could ever imagine. But the greatest um, generation is is them. I mean, it really is. Yeah, yeah that's you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And, uh, and, and I love him. Uh, he is absolutely an idol to me. Um, I, he's amazing. And, you know, he's never met a stranger. He always, I mean, he just, he could strike up a conversation with a rock, <laughs> I know. That's and, cool. Um, but, you know, he said something interesting to me one day. He goes, you know, it's amazing what what the difference is in a conversation when you ask somebody if you can help them. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. 
you know, so a help, uh, the help oriented mindset, right? Because first and foremost, me as a person feel good. I as a person, geez, that's too much makers here. Uh, <laughs> it's just like the drink of choice when I'm with Anthony here. We got, and uh, by the I, way, you can ship that to. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like it's it's actually pretty amazing if you think about like, like I like I love to help people. It makes me selfishly feel good, right? And other people love to be helped. Yeah. People love to be helped. So think about, you know, this is kind of like NLP shit. Like, yeah. Right. And, and you start talking about like, how can you hack into someone else's brain? How can I help you? Yeah. Is that, there anything I can help you with? That neuro-linguistic programming little tech, uh, you know, just uh, touching on that. That's huge because it strikes a very natural chord is, you know, we are all community beings. You know, we all want to naturally we all want to help each other and we all yeah. need each other's help. If not, we would all be living still in the forest and the jungles. Yep. So accessing, how can I help you? How can I get, you know, that commercial banker's business and how can it benefit them or, and, and vice versa uh, as far as, you know, um, how can this realtor help this individual? It's a very, very intuitive thing that is striking a chord on. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, you know, I did a, um, it, and and you got to put the help before the, before everything else, before the selfish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting you you bring that up because I was recently doing, I did a live, uh, Facebook thing for my for my, uh, real estate team. Yeah, and I be, I'm looking for agents, so I'm bringing people in. And long story short, I went Facebook live with this this uh, other gal in the office against her will, <laughs> and I was like, hey. Whoops. Yeah. Bringing people onto the team, like blah, blah, blah. Like, here's what I need. Like, I want people who are doing X, Y, and Z, right? And about 10 minutes later, I got a text message from this guy named Bill. Um, Shout out to Bill. If you listen, you know who you are, and I love you, and you you fucking fight, man. I love you. Um, But he, he literally, he sent me a text message. In fact, I can probably, let me just see if I can find it. Actually, I'll read it to you. Because what he said... What he said changed the way I approached my next move. He says, Hi, James. Unsolicited comments. They are well-intentioned. Do what you will with them. I'm really impressed with your blog and Facebook videos. In your Facebook recruiting videos, you made it very clear what your needs are. My suggestion in maybe getting more responses address what benefits of being on your team may have for me. It's very so cool. So what does it have for others? Why should I join your team? The answer isn't because of you. It's not because you need someone who speaks, you know, Chinese. Like I had mentioned in the video, I need someone who's fluent in Mandarin because I'm trying to fill a need. And he goes, it's not, I wouldn't join your team because you need someone who speaks Mandarin. Like what, like he, and he says, just a thought, hope every, hope everyone is well. The point is, is, are you what is your motive? Mm-hmm. What are you ultimately doing that's adding value to somebody else? How can I help you? And if you approach it with a, I help you first, goddamn, the the rewards for that are pretty amazing. Yeah, that remind him that benefit, you know, hey, this is what James can do. This is what Anthony can do for you. It it it, it flips the script. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk says um the reason he is so selfless is because he's so selfish. 
Hmm. So what he says is, I take care of me first. I'm so selfish in my, like, in, 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 and, and Gary V, if you're listening, dude, fucking, I hope I get this right because I, I think you are the man. So forgive me if, if the makers is playing its game on me. But <laughs> what he says is some is basically to the effect of I'm, I'm so selfless because I'm selfish, meaning I take care of me and my needs so that when I'm in front of others, I can be focused on them. So when I'm by myself, when I'm with my family, when I'm in my space, I focus on the me. And then I'm with, when I'm with my client, when I'm with the people I serve, I can serve them. You know, Makes I don't sense. feel entitled. I don't feel like they owe me shit because I've already got me. I took <laughs> care of me. Yeah. You know, so now I serve them and their needs and their place. So I don't know. I think that's a really good perspective change because we naturally don't think of it that way. I mean, obviously, that's a very different mindset. But, you know, and, and obviously giving respect to Gary is that it makes you think of things differently and in a more a more uh, productive and, and influential way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, I think... Um, I think this is good shit, man. I think that, you know, the overall message here is, I mean, it's not rocket science. I think that if we, if we ask the right questions of our clients, we, we, we focus on them. We focus on what can we do to serve them better. Mm-hmm. And we get rid of this entitled mindset. And, and by the way, I actually want to, I want to touch on something quickly. The millennials get a lot of shit for this. Yes. Get a lot of shit for entitlement. Which and remember, we both are included in that. Both. According to age group. According actually, to age according group. actually, according to age group for sure. Uh, there's actually a little crossover, right? Could kind of play in two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, but here's the deal. And and again, I'm going to go back to to Gary V. Um, you know, if you <laughs> you're recording the wall. <laughs> So when you talk about, uh, you know, mindset and you talk about serving other people, when you talk about what's right for you, you know, Gary V is very much about, um, you know, serving others and fucking, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, oh, the generation. All right. Yes. Millennials. So Gary V is very much like he, he mentioned, he's like, you know, millennials take a lot of shit for, uh, being the generation that's all about them. Yeah. And what he says basically in more words or less is that that's bullshit. You know, they take a lot of they take a lot of rap for that, but everybody has their own bag of shit and like we can all be blamed for our own stuff. So like don't, you know, that's just your way of casting stones and like taking the attention off of you. So for me, I'm very much about like reflect on you, you know, like even when you win in a deal even when you like facilitated the best deal ever and it, everything worked out your way, give yourself a score. Like analyze. Yeah. If reflect. you get, if you're all tens, then I don't know. I mean, but be honest in that uh, self, um, uh, that self review. Yeah, like you might you might win a ten in mindset, for example. But like, were you like a nine in customer service, and were you like a seven in like? inefficiency mm-hmm. and where you may be like a five in your communication like like that's the thing is break it down you know and and the thing is is it's really easy when you get that twenty thousand dollar check to to pat yourself on the back and dislocate your shoulder and like feel really pretty <laughs> for a minute but like are you really serving are, are you really serving a, a mindset of growth yeah you know for you for your future self are you doing the right things are you and yeah and, and when you take that 
that's uh, fly on the wall perspective, meaning like if you take away all emotions and all pride and you actually look from an outside perspective, like can you tell yourself, hey, I did the best job on that. I did the best customer service. Big or, time. You know, if you can honestly say that or even not say it, if you say, hey, you know what? I could have been, a, I might have been a seven in customer service. I could have been better. Yeah. That's where that's where that growth come from, comes from. So it's a little bit more of that, you know, that honest self-reflection all right well you know what man i like i don't want to cut a good ramble short but like i kind of actually am thinking like we should let people sit with this shit i like it i kind of want i want all like all of you out there i'm gonna give you a chance for your last thoughts too but i all of you out there right now i want you to let go let go of the entitlement let go of the world owes me the most freeing and liberating liberating that's the word i was looking for like it i like it pretty the most liberating thing that you can do is let go of the entitlement because then because then like all of the doors all of the opportunity is available to you when you feel like you're entitled to one thing then you're focused like right like i want that red corvette all right well then you're just going to see red corvettes everywhere you go but when you're like you know i just want something better than what i've got i'm focusing like the red corvette would be sick but what's really real is that I'm focusing on something above and beyond, and I'm not entitled to that. I'm not, enti- you know, I'm. Yep. I, I got to get the stepping stone. I got to take the next step to get to the next place. Maybe this is a terrible analogy, but my point is, is like when you let go of the entitlement, you liberate your mind, you liberate your soul, and and everything inside of you, like you open the door of opportunity. Your friend, I, and you know what, the the 698 people of the comments of 700 that said. Fuck that person. Don't ever talk to them again. Fuck you. Because you're doing it wrong. And I, you know what? There's a bajillion ways to do different things, but you're doing it wrong. Because the answer is, if you didn't, earn, if you didn't get that business, if you didn't get that shit, there's something you fucked up. And by the way, it might not be major fuckery, if I can use the word. But like, it might just be because you didn't follow up. Like 12 hours sooner than you should have, and you didn't uh, give the appropriate answer. Or, you know what? Maybe your style of business just didn't work for that person. And how arrogant of you to think that you could serve everybody better than everybody else. Like, 100%. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, so I just think that, like, we need to lower lower our, our expectation of entitled results. And open that fucking door of opportunity and let that shit flow in, dude. Like, there's some major shit out there that you could be achieving right now. And if you get out of this mindset of, like, you owe me, then you're going to be in a place of, like, taking over the fucking world. And I know this resonates with, with Anthony over All here. Smiles. He's taking over the world, baby. All smiles over here. Yeah. And so final thoughts, man. Let's wrap this up. To all, the, to all those uh, realtors, loan officers, salespeople from here... To the next galaxy, do the right things, keep moving forward. Only good things will come. Amen to that. Amen. Well, we're wrapping this ramble up. And for those of you who want to keep in touch with Anthony, you need to go listen to the interview I did with him. It was amazing. And uh, he gave his contact info in there. But if you want to keep up with him, I'm going to slam his contact info, literally his personal email and his personal phone number. I'm going to put it right there in the show notes. You can check it out. You can hit that guy up. You can hack his brain. You can give them business. You can just say what's up and, and send good vibes. Just come say hi. Amen, dude. Like, amen. Just just send the good vibes and uh, and play hard. 
And, uh, and remember to visit reraw.com because that's where you're going to find his info. So it's R-E-R-A-W.com. It's uh, Real Estate Raw if you can't uh, remember it. But think Real Estate Raw and then slam it into like five letters. Reraw, R-E-R-A-W. That's right. Yeah, that's right, man. Reraw.com. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you have the best weekend you've ever freaking had. Close some deals. Put down those guards. Ask the right questions. Get rid of that shit. Get rid of that entitlement. Get rid of that that stuff that's weighing you down and crush some business out there. And remember something. If you remember nothing else, real agents work. You absolutely, without question, must be one of them. And we'll see you at the sales meeting on Monday. Have a great one, guys. Today's episode is sponsored by Ava. Stop missing hot leads when you're out with a client or spending time with friends and family. Ava is a professional inside sales team and will respond to and nurture leads 24-7. And you step back in when the leads are ready to talk to an agent. Visit reraw.com forward slash Ava to learn more. Again, that's reraw.com forward slash A-I-V-A.